Hello and welcome to our broadcast. I'm your host, Natalie Jackson. And as a reminder, the information provided during this event is for educational purposes only. So if you have any questions regarding medical conditions or treatment plans, please consult your physician. And always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified health providers with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition. Now, how about we begin? Join me is Nell Ravelich, who is a certified physician assistant and a VSC medical director at Providence. Nell, how are you? Hi, Natalia. I'm doing great. How are you? Oh, I'm doing great. You look wonderful. You look so pretty. <laughs> well, thank you. <laughs> and um, now to get us started, how about you just tell us a little bit more in depth about your role with Providence? Oh, sure. So my name's Nell Rafalovich, and I'm a certified physician assistant. I'm the current clinic medical director for Providence's Access Strategy Department, where we manage COVID testing, we triage patients, virtual visits, we, we manage follow-up care. We also help with vaccinations, community events, and primary care within Providence Medical Group. So um, I graduated from BPA school in 2015 from Pacific University and have um, lots of experience in family practice and urgent cares, immediate cares, and virtual care. Well, thank you so much for sharing that with us. That is wonderful to hear. And following that, I have a few questions that teams have submitted in advance. So to start us off, our first question is, if kids have had COVID, should they still get vaccinated? Oh, this is such a great question. Yes, and, and very important. So it is very important that everyone be vaccinated for COVID-19. And uh, young adults 12 and up are able to be vaccinated with the Pfizer vaccine. If you've had COVID before, we still really want you to get those two doses of the Pfizer because we think that you do have antibodies when you get after you get COVID. You have some protection from COVID, but we don't know how long that lasts. And we certainly um, want you to be as fully protected as possible. So as soon as you recover from, from having COVID, whether you have symptoms or no symptoms, we definitely recommend that you be vaccinated. So there shouldn't be any delay in receiving your vaccination if you do um, get diagnosed with COVID and, and then recover. I think that's a common misconception for a lot of kids who, who have had COVID because they might feel that the antibodies might protect them. But like you said, you have no idea how long that lasts. So getting the vaccine can ensure or at least protect you longer um, from getting COVID once again. And also along with that, are the side effects the same at any age? Oh, that's a very good question as well. So if you if you um, have heard that some younger folks may have more severe side effects from the vaccine, it really is um, dependent upon how the immune system reacts. So if you have a, a strong immune system, and some people may think that uh, you may have you may have um, stronger side effects, but it's really just your immune system doing its job of producing those antibodies. So you never know who who may be more affected from the immune system's response to the vaccine, but it shouldn't last more than a couple of days. And most people, if they have any symptoms, it's really just maybe fatigue, uh, maybe a little sore arm. Um, sometimes people have a headache or just kind of um, body aches in general, but it shouldn't last more than a couple of days. And then other people um, don't have any any effects at all. And and so we just don't know and we have no way to, to uh, measure 
that um, or no way to predict who may who may have these uh, effects. But it's definitely worth it, and definitely better than than having COVID infection. Yes, definitely better. Um, luckily, I think I was the lucky one. I didn't have any side effects, so I think, like you mentioned, it's different for everybody. And along with that, are the vaccines for kids different from the ones for adults? So no, it's the exact same dose of Pfizer uh, from the 12 and up. And I think right now the clinical trials for the vaccines for the younger younger uh, folks and children is that they are going to have to figure out which dosing is appropriate and then also um, making sure that those trials are, are having great results. So they are very busy at work maintaining um, safety and, and really figuring out those guidelines. But currently the first dose and the second dose for anyone age 12 and up for Pfizer, it's the same amount and it's the same mm-hmm. um, it's the same dose. So it's really uh, it's really no different. And there's a wide range of, of safety there um, for for weight and ages 12 and up. Like you said, there's a lot of aspects that go into getting the vaccine, a lot of testing. And like you said, they're always at work to make sure and ensure that it's the safest thing for everyone out there. And do the kids really need the vaccine? Um, because it's mostly older people and those with pre-existing conditions who get COVID the worst, correct? Well, there's something called herd immunity where uh, the more people in a group that are vaccinated, then we help protect those who are most vulnerable. So we want everyone in the family who, uh, who are 12 years enough to be vaccinated to help protect uh, younger folks in the family, for example. Mm-hmm. And um, children do get severe reactions to COVID in some cases, or they some children across the country, we are seeing some increased hospitalizations. And um, it, it, it is not as common to be hospitalized if you're younger and healthier, but they do have some, uh, there's a very serious immune response that can happen if you get COVID. And so some of those children do have to be hospitalized. So for the protection of everyone in the family, along with our our children, um, please, everyone get vaccinated 12 and up. Yeah, you are not only helping and improving your health and protecting yourself, but also the people around you, especially since those who are under 12 can be very vulnerable and catch things way easier than you. So it's very important to keep that in mind. And I've um, also heard one of the questions that the COVID vaccines can give you fertility issues. Is that true? No, there have been no studies that have shown um, that that this rumor is true. So this is so far a myth and um, there's no indication that it whatsoever um, interferes with fertility. I think that's a great question for um, the older people, especially, you know, um, it's a very important aspect to cover. And it's a good question also, just for anyone who has that thought in their mind. I want to make sure it's always the safest choice. And do the vaccine interfere in any way with hormones? Yes. Now, I've seen uh, this this question and I've seen some people who may have uh, menstrual changes after the vaccine and there um, there is no there's nothing that directly links the vaccine to changes in menstrual in the menstrual cycle. However, it is important to note that there are cells in the uterus lining um, that are part of the immune system. And menstrual cycles are very reactive to what's going on in the body with um, stress or, or any kind of hormonal changes there. So we think that maybe the changes in cortisol that can be brought on from an immune reaction from the COVID vaccine there may be something there with um, with the changes in menstrual cycle, but these are 
it's very, very rare and, um, and there's no harm in this, um, but this is the body just reacting to um, have, having the vaccine in some cases. But again, no studies directly link the vaccine itself to changes in the menstrual cycle for women. Well, that's great to hear. And uh, to continue, some kids actually might be scared of the vaccine because they have allergies. Do you think they should be? Oh, oh no, the, the vaccine is very safe. And um, I helped oversee um, more than half a million vaccines in one of our, in our convention center. And we, we had a very small handful of, of folks who had um, severe allergic reactions. And the only uh, time that this happened is if uh, the the patient had a, a anaphylactic reaction. So anaphylaxis is when you have a reaction where you, you swell up and you need an epinephrine um, dose in the thigh. And it's something um, people may be familiar, um, if you have a peanut allergy that's very, very severe or something like a bee, bee sting allergy. So in the vaccine itself, there, there are hardly any ingredients. There's no metal, no eggs, no um, preservatives you know, that we should be concerned about. So I have seen, um, you know, less than 10 very se severe reactions and then we do treat it, it's treatable. And that's why we have you wait for the, the 15 minutes after your vaccine, but um, very, very safe. We've seen um, hardly any reactions. So, but it's a very um, good question because those people with allergies um, we're not seeing your crossover. So if you're allergic to peanuts or bees, it definitely does not mean that you're going to be allergic to this vaccine. This vaccine is very similar mm -hmm. um, to the flu vaccine or other shots that you that you would normally get. And uh, to continue, I think um, a lot of kids, and, and we've talked about this, that with the vaccine is very important, it helps protect all, um, especially for kids under the age of 12. But I think the big question everyone's been wondering is, when will vaccines be available for children under 12? Oh, good question. So I, so I don't have the answer, but as soon as it will be approved by the FDA and the CDC, um, they will be in, they will be available in in your area and in a clinic near you. So we have a lot of eyes on this, and um, and science is just going as fast as they can um, to to get this approved. And again, it's all about safety, so they want to ensure everyone's safety, and they will only roll it out when they're sure that they have everything perfected in that in that sense. And I think another question, which is, it's pretty great that they submitted. Um, um, like we said earlier, and you shared that we wait 50 minutes after the getting the vaccine just to make sure that everything went well and that you're safe and ready to go. But um, one question is, are there any long-term side effects from getting vaccinated? Oh, no, not, not that we know of. Um, we have a very strict, um, a, a very strict protocol with following people who've been vaccinated. And so we do have um, a nationwide bank, kind of information bank, where people would submit things that have happened and they are reviewed. So um, there are no long-term negative effects whatsoever of the vaccine that we know of. I certainly haven't heard of any. So um, definitely nothing, nothing to be concerned about. I think that's a huge aspect of getting people's decision that they want to get vaccinated, especially if they're still wondering. I think it lifts some weight off of them knowing that they're safe in the long run and just staying safe overall. And we've talked about um, how long um, the vaccine, how long will the vaccines last? So we know that they last at, uh, at least quite a few months. We are looking at uh, if you need 
a, a, a third vaccine, you know, maybe this fall or winter. Um, some people have said that we think it may last a year. So we're, we're not sure we're being more conservative, I think, because this is COVID and we want to keep everyone safe. So right now yeah. uh, it has been approved that people with immunocompromised um, situations that they are able to receive a, a third dose to help because their immune systems started off not as strong. And so I do think that this will open up maybe in the fall for where there's a third vaccine that is encouraged for those of us who have already had two, just to make sure that we stay at that high um, and very effective level of, um, of efficacy for our antibodies. Well, now that we've informed ourselves, if we answered the questions and we learned what's best for us, what are some ways that I could talk to my friends about getting vaccinated? Oh, this is a great this is a great um, conversation to have with your friends, and I think it's very important that we always speak with with respect and with as much factual information that we have. I think that there are a lot of opinions out there. We definitely need to respect everyone's um, background and their and their concerns. And then um, just look to science, have them speak with their with their medical provider if they have very um, specific concerns. But in general, I think uh, we need to look to the science for the answers. And um, this vaccine is very safe. It's it's widespread. We are so lucky to have it available to those 12 and up um, to keep everyone safe. So I think just to have that ha to have the dialogue and the and the respect go along with it, I think is really great. And lastly, to end this off, is there anything else that you might think might be helpful for kids and teens to know that has not been covered by these questions? Well, I think it's it's very important to know that uh, we are all in this together. Uh, we we can all help affect the greater good by keeping everyone safe. So vaccines are are a big part of this. But wearing masks uh, whenever we are are within six feet of other people can help give that added protection because we do know that it's mostly spread um, airborne. So even uh, even that you know a cloth mask, any kind of facial covering can really help reduce the, the spread of this. So um, just remembering the general precautions that we've talked about all along. So wearing a, wearing a, a face covering, um, making sure we're washing our hands really well, staying home when we're sick, or just if we don't feel well, and um, you know, just trying to have that the space between us and uh, hopefully we'll, we'll get through this surge quickly. <laughs> yes, um, thank you so much now for joining us today and, and to everyone listening and sending your questions. They were great questions and it was super important to cover them. So thank you so much for sharing that with us and to learn more even about our initiatives and programs and services or if you need medical advice, please visit at Providence.org and make sure to follow Providence on all social media is at Providence on Twitter and in the Providence Health System on my Instagram, Facebook and LinkedIn to learn more. So thank you once again, Nell, and thank you everybody for watching.